Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. This is Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet. I am Ryan. Joining me is Brad. Hey. Man, it's weird that Corinne decided not to join us on the Scream 6 episode. I can't imagine why. I thought she loved all movies. I know. No, she loves all anime movies and English movies. So if Scream 3 had been uh, set in Britain and animated, she would have seen it? Oh, totally. Did I just say Scream 3 instead of Scream 6? Yeah, you did. <laughs> My brain's so screwed up right now. <laughs> Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see a new movie. And we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we've already talked about it. We saw Scream 6. Stay tuned while we recommend the film or not. Play the trailer and then spoil the movie. And Brad, I, um, last, last week I, um, got tied up at work. And so I only called in my review, which is really in depth. Make sure you check out our Creed episode. Uh, but, tied up at work, aka went to see an avalanche game. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that i totally uh, forgot about um yeah we made fun of you pretty hard for it and uh yeah, yeah you clearly haven't listened to those the last week's episode so get ready for that you, yeah i know you literally i mean you put it out what yesterday mm-hmm. you know you don't immediately listen to it when it drops <laughs> no <laughs> that's too bad because i'd have to listen to it like three times before it goes out so yeah i mean really, you're denying yourself some amazing content <laughs> I mean, I'll be the judge of that because Corinne and Zach are on, correct? Yeah, it's definitely a longer than normal episode. Yeah, and they're not funny. So <laughs> I'm sure you had to carry the whole episode and make it funny. Yeah, you know, part, of, part, part of the reason I'm hurting this week is my back is sore <laughs> <laughs> from carrying the show while you're gone. See, these are always tests to see if the other nerds actually listen to our episodes. One, uh, it was like, I don't know, like, three or four months ago when I was making fun of Corinne, like super hardcore, she fucking blasted me. <laughs> um, and I, cause she said to me, I'm like, what are you talking about? And she says the last episode. It's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> They're just jokes guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Relax, relax. I mean, I've had people recognize me in like public places. I don't know about the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's like the, the most surreal thing that's ever happened to me is not only 
you know, at Alamo a couple times. But when we were at that trivia, that Nintendo trivia years ago, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, um, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, of course, I don't get any perks from it. What the hell? <laughs> um, no one asked for an autograph. You know, no one asked me to kiss their baby. Thanks for talking about movies for free, Ryan. I know. I know. Um, we also talk about movie news and stuff we've been watching. Um, Brad, sorry, I got off track, uh, but you're still not better. Last time I talked to you, you were sick, and it's been two weeks. Yeah, I got better, and then um, I did this corporate gig over the weekend, and uh, yeah, someone showed up sick and talked to me, and I was like, yep, I'm getting sick, and here we are two <laughs> days later. <laughs> well, Brad, what are you doing a corporate gig at Wuhan Laboratories for? <laughs> Stupid, stupid I, Brad. I just want that sweet, sweet bat footage. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just need it for my daily video project. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So it really just start like I finally felt it last night. Oh, that um, sucks. So today I'm like in the in the early parts of it. But even worse than that is the night before I was Instacarting and I bumped my own toe with my cart. Like, not even hard, just like a, ooh, that stung. And I am having the hardest time walking around now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's swollen. It hurts. I, I tried to go out and shop today. I was like, I, I'm so slow. I cannot get anything done. And so, yeah, I'm sick and my foot hurts and it's just not a good time for Brad. (laughs) Damn, bro. Yeah. So stupid. And it too is like, it was the last shop of the night. Like I'd already met my goal and I was like, I'm $3 away from a perfect 600 for the week. I should take one more gig. And <laughs> yeah, at the end of the shop, I was waiting for an answer back and the cart just rolled into my toe and I was like, dang, that's stupid. Oh, why is this hurting more than it should? Ow. <laughs> and yeah, it's black and blue and it's dumb. Damn. And then you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go to bed and I'm sure I'll be fine in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'll definitely put ice on it, but yeah, it didn't help. It's still not mm. helping. And like, and I, when you woke up, it's like, hey, man, you can call me Toey. <laughs> and the thing is, like, when I'm sitting in bed, it feels fine. But when I actually mm. start walking around or put a shoe on, um, like if I get Instacart and sandals, then I'd probably be okay. But <laughs> well, I guess I mean it's supposed to be really nice tomorrow, so you could wear sandals and Instacart. I guess. I guess I don't. But then you'd have to slip on shoes when you delivered it because people would think you're weird if you did. Yeah, go up in sandals. If I wore socks, I'd think I'm weird. This is a no-win situation. I just <laughs> you're just fucked. I don't know what I did to deserve this. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, this week on Real Nerds, we went and saw Scream Six. Brad, do you recommend Scream Six? No. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. I, I do if uh, if you like having the same experience you've had with every other screen movie you've ever watched and um, you like dumb stuff, <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> enjoy Scream 6. Um, no, but I yeah, really like Scream 6. <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if you're uh, had a lobotomy, you'll love Scream 6. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I could not get into it um i i think the premise is squandered 
The only good part, I think, is the core four rapport of everybody. Like, it, it's, a, it's a fun collection of characters. I just think that they're just not given anything great to work with. I actually had uh, fun with Scream 6. No and, way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you like the franchise, I think you'll like this one. Um, here's the trailer for Scream 6. It's for you. Strange that you and I have never spoken on the phone. This is long overdue. What is this place? A shrine. (laughs) Did you miss me? coming after us. Maybe he gets to win this time. We've got to lure him in. And we execute him. You're a horror fan. It's been said. Everywhere Friday. Uh, the new screen movie opens in New York. And, you know, Ghostface takes Manhattan. <laughs> That's totally the title of this episode. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Scream 6 opens and I, I let out. Well, I guess I didn't know when I did a fist pump because Samara Weaving is uh, at the beginning of it. And I really like her. She's great in Ready or Not, um, which Radio Silence did. That reminds me. I was bummed because I didn't know she was in it. And I went to the theater thinking that I had like 30 minutes of previews because it was a regal. Mm-hmm. And they totally started it on time. What? <laughs> like they did the previews before the scheduled time. So I missed like half of her scene. I was like, what the fuck oh. is this? Wow. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, she gets a call and she is, um, an assistant professor of film studies and she gets lured out of the restaurant. And when her date turns his voice into ghost face, he tells her how stupid she is and he murders her. And right away, it's different because he takes off his mask so we know who the killer is right away. Only for him, to, for you to find out that him and his roommate are planning to do ghost space style killers, killings, uh, and only have them killed by a ghost face. So the tables have turned. Uh, you didn't like the opening? I thought the opening was really good. No, I didn't like the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I was interested with that whole scene, um, and things being different, but then as you watch it, it just falls into the same stuff that I've seen five times before. You know, I was actually thinking as, I mean, I got the sense that there was another ghost face when he came home, but I thought that would have been really interesting if they kept on that trajectory of, you know, who the ghost face is, um, and kind of intricate grit integrate great him into the group um i thought it'd be interesting I mean, if they know. huh i was gonna say we already know flash thompson's a bully so 
Right. Um, I thought it would be perfect sense. More interesting if they actually utilize their new location as some something interesting to do with the story other than just put people on a subway. Um, like I thought the idea, like when they go to that bodega and like the firefight breaks out, like I was like, okay, we're getting back on track here. This is different. Like these are happening in public on the streets uh, with other people. And then like, maybe there's a huge cult of ghost faces that aren't, you know, people Mm. connected to previous villains or people who have been killed. Like they're just this, you know um yeah i mean yeah the bodega scene i thought was really great too i thought it added some kind of a, a little bit more of a menace to ghost phase yeah i thought where... they were supposed to be running into different you know random strangers who like had taken on this mantle of like, the ghost face and um you know so that like like they're dealing with 20 or 30 different killers that'd um, be interesting but no by the end it just falls into uh did we do the trailer yet yeah okay um yeah, it just falls into the classic stuff of like, oh, yeah, my relative was killed in the past movie, so we're getting revenge again. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I-, I think that is probably the weakest element of the movie. I know they're trying to keep it, you know, in the scream style or whatever you want to call it um i will give this film one it's i mean i think it's pretty uh intense i think the ghost face in it is really aggressive um and i mean there is some really cool moments Uh, i think the subway scene is really cool um and if you look you can see a lot of you know horror (laughs) characters in it (laughs) Also, two um, things. That subway scene is like, what, four days after Halloween? So why are people still wearing costumes <laughs> on the subway? Like, that's odd. Um, and then, like, I don't know. Everyone was really crammed and close. So I don't know how no one really noticed. <laughs> like, they really stretched the, uh, stretched reality that no one noticed anyone was getting stabbed on there. Well, um, it reminded me a lot of, uh, Last Action Hero. Where Benedict goes, I have just killed a man and I want to confess. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> well, that was like an empty garage, like back alley thing with, yeah, maybe it was a way, which, but like these people were within a human <laughs> body within each other. Yeah. So, um, and also just like they have that one dinner scene before like the first roommate gets quote unquote killed. Um, like they weren't locking their doors or whatever. Like, ah, God. And then they have that, uh, that ladder across the the alley to escape and like it's like that, that thing should just fold it in half immediately as someone walked across it like it's so flimsy um yeah just i don't know that, I, that part wasn't that scary no i don't i don't you know i'm jaded and i don't really get scared in movies because i've seen them so much so to me uh what i look for is you know, how it's shot, how intense it is. And I thought that scene was super intense. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, I just have fun with it. I, I, I will say I was disappointed with the reveal. Um, because I keep hoping that, you know, it is far fetched, but, you know, 
maybe Randy from Scream 2, when he's killed, maybe he really didn't get killed. And he comes back, you know, kind of like a comic book return of someone. Um, but they, yeah, you're, that's probably the only part of the film I was a little disappointed in. Also, is, too, like the cop dad apparently on his, like his cop salary can afford to like rent a theater in New York, an abandoned theater in New York and put like his son's memorabilia junk in it and also is able to like go into all these different uh police lockups and take all that (laughs) uh, evidence to like kirby or no it wasn't kirby it was uh gail weathers said the cops need the money um i just want to put everybody's mind at ease (laughs) on evidence there's only one person or if it's a big department uh there's a separate like division and you can't just walk in there and take evidence. <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, but you can in the Scream movie. Yeah, and you can pay for it because I guess you can pay the cops at Woodsboro to <laughs> for all of the Scream memorabilia. And I would think like after mo- the multiple murders in Wood- Woodsboro, if uh, one of the cops was getting paid off for like hey, you're trying to buy this uh, Ghostface merch? Um, yeah, you're probably a killer, so I'm going <laughs> to throw up some red flags on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I-, I did feel bad, too, for Gail's boyfriend. Like, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, and freaking Gail, like, six movies in, still doing dumb shit. Like, she had the gun, she trapped herself in that closet, didn't have to come out at all had a phone <laughs> could have called people and walked out on her own so stupid um yeah and yeah in the finale too there's just multiple instances of uh you know people dropping knives and guns and not picking him up oh like the cop dad like runs at uh like the main girl like <laughs> and doesn't just shoot her like runs up to her and gets kicked in the face or something yeah uh, <laughs> just ter- terribly staged so contrived and so long too, like the whole explanation of, like they were like brother and sister, right? And they're yeah. both. And how does I forget the main girl's name, but like how did she like she never met it, her, like her boyfriend's dad or any of the, his siblings <laughs> when they were dating? I uh, guess not. And they keep trying to throw you off all the time, thinking that make like her new boyfriend is the killer because that like that's the scream thing. Yeah, and it's just like. I'm pretty sure it's those other people <laughs> that no one vetted. And you'd think that after all the, like, these insane tragedies, they would be really. Yeah. They, yeah. They just not strategic, not smart. It's so yeah. contrived to create drama and suspense where there normally wouldn't be any, like just really reaching. I say just buckle up and enjoy the ride. <laughs> And there's also like that whole thing of like, you know, some people get stabbed once in the chest, like in the shoulder and like they die, but like the brother gets uh, stabbed multiple times and, you know, gets carted out at the end of the movie. Like, yeah, he's going to make it. Like, okay. I think that's a, that's a take on Dewey. Like he's the new Dewey. Yeah. Where he always tries to save someone, but he ends up getting stabbed or shot or something and ends okay. up surviving. That's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they should have made, you know, the daughter of Billy Loomis, Sam, they should have made her the killer. That would have been really interesting. Yeah. Even that would have been 
Like I know they teased it in the last movie. Um, and they, they do a misdirect in this one to make you think like maybe she is because everyone's like accusing her of staging the murders and like getting, was it Randy killed? Yeah. On purpose. But yeah, this the reveal of that. It's yeah. Just another relative. It's like, I know it's like an homage to scream too, I guess, but yeah. Well, I think scream two is like the whole scream two is really, really fun until the end. And when it's when Timothy Ola fantastic, every time he does his monologue at the end, I think of Kevin Smith's story about him telling him <laughs> about acting and that Ola fantastic goes, Billy's mom. <laughs> he is so bad at the end. <laughs> Especially when they do the power, like they always come back and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. Like the girls also telegraph all the parts where they could have, uh, you know, like gotten one up on their, ki- on the killers. You know, they'll say like, Hey, look over here <laughs> before like swing a bat or something. It's just like, Oh my God, <laughs> just, just swing the bat. You don't have to like tell them you're about or just shoot the gun. You have to tell them you're about to shoot them. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, it's <laughs> uh, Scream Six. I had fun. Brad hates it. They, they so. do have a end credit scene too. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure I stayed. I didn't, what was it? Oh man, it's like changes the game, bro. No, it's just that that girl saying not every movie needs an end credit scene. Oh, it was audio. No, it was like a little clip oh god i don't remember that at all i mean it's not as good as captain america at the end of spider-man homecoming but (laughs) (laughs) i think i might my 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 brain was like died by the end so i didn't remember what happened (laughs) just just rolling my eyes all the time (laughs) like oh god will somebody do something smart please do something different man i wish i was next because then i said man i've seen someone roll that eyes since uh corinne at the batman (laughs) Uh, cool hey this is a big news story of the week it's real news uh i mean i only really want to talk about uh kwan uh winning an oscar because his acceptance speech was awesome yeah, I watched I actually watched all the clips um on YouTube, like all the you know, the condensed version of everything. And yeah, it's is a uh, quite an amazing moment for him. I mean, just to think of his journey and stuff and um just to have someone so happy win. <laughs> um and it's, I mean it's he's so great unlikely. In, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's great in that film. He really is. And I mean, the, the the award is a supporting actor and like, he's the biggest supporter of that movie. So oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, him saying, mom, I won an Oscar. It's just, it's just so genuine. Yeah. And and, keep your dreams alive. Yeah. You know, where a lot of, and I think, I mean, I watched the whole telecast and I think this year it worked really well because there's people that genuinely wanted to win. It wasn't, you know, like Joaquin Phoenix when he gets up there and he's just really boring or, you know, Francis McDermott. And you're like, Oh my God, cool. 
Um, from, what, from what I did see, it just felt like it, like an actual celebration of film, like just yeah. people enjoying movies and um, not getting distracted by other things, you know, and also recognizing how unimportant these are in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and it's it's fine to celebrate, you know, the best of. I mean, we do it every year in Film Explosion, and it's fine. But, you know, you can just say thank you and, you know, like <laughs> like uh, Short Round said, you know, I am proof that if you don't give up on your dream, keep dreaming. You know, that's fine. I don't need some semi-serious person up there saying stuff. Even, uh, you know, when Jamie Lee got uh her name called she said if you read her mouth she says shut the fuck up <laughs> like <laughs> she didn't think she was gonna win yeah um and hers was good she talked about not being up there alone there's hundreds of people that made her who she is yep all yeah. those genre pictures that you know, people said like she didn't deserve to be there because you know her role wasn't that important to the movie but um, you know, it is a bit of a lifetime achievement award where she's done a lot of yeah. stuff with uh, filmmakers who don't normally get invited to the Oscars, even. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there was I, one, I thought it was the, ahead, one, the one really bad moment. Um, and I was shocked that like no one's really talked about it that much. But uh, when the the like the main producer, or whatever, did his speech for the best picture win, I forget his name, but he said like. My dad told me uh, it should always be about profits over people. And I was like, I God, I hope you just mixed that back, like said that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. Because that's a I, bad I, look. Yeah, I think the the best joke was um, it was like the segment before the uh, in memoriam. <laughs> and um, Jimmy Kimmel said, do you think we're going to memorialize Robert Blake tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot of things about stuff missing, but like what else is new? They always leave people out of in memoriam. But also I wonder like yeah. if people understand like maybe you know, there's there's some people in Hollywood who aren't registered with the academy, so maybe like you have to be in the academy to be in the in memoriam. Oh, I'm um, I'm sure there's something behind it. You know, at the end of the day that's still a super political thing where people win because they're camp someone's campaigning on their behalf. Yeah. Um but I, I mean Overall, I thought it was really fun, you know, and, yeah. you know, My Harrison Ford was fun and seeing him in short round uh, again on stage was like a great moment. And yeah, the first thing I tried to watch was the how they were going to perform the not to not to song. And uh, I think they pulled that off really well. Oh, yeah. And, and like, that's what I mean. Like, they're finally putting um movies. The reason like the the viewership was up is because they put movies people want to see there. Like, I, I still think Top Gun was the best movie of the year, like in the ones that were nominated. But if you put a film like Everything Everywhere All at Once, where everybody's talking about it, you know, a year later, and it made money, and then you have, even Avatar I don't think deserved to be up there, but what do I know? Um, but you put stuff on there what people care about. You know, it's not another Green Book or freaking Crash. You know, you put stuff on there people want to see. And the them being so self-righteous uh, all the time, I think, was starting to irritate people. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, if you don't know, like, the if you don't get the references, then, yeah, how are you supposed to connect with it? So, yeah, you put all these obscure movies out there 
and expect people yeah. to show up. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking is going to happen. Yeah, because, you know, RRR was like, I didn't see it in theaters, but I know it was a huge hit in theaters. And it was different and got people talking. And that Not Too Not Too song was really fun. And it should have won Best Song of the Year because it's joyous. It's really cool in the movie. Um, all the other songs, I mean, besides the Lady Gaga song, which in uh, the movie is really great. I mean, on the Oscars is okay. But, I mean, there's the only other song I go, okay, I can see this one winning. Um, but, yeah, so you do the shows that people care about, and, wow, you win. <laughs> Audience members, crazy. So, anyways, <laughs> that's, that's the news of the week. Yeah. Hey, Brad, what'd you watch this week? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Well, as I said earlier, um, I rewatched the Scream movies. Um, first, I started with the four because it's the only one I hadn't seen yet. Oh. And you, uh, you've praised it quite a bit over the years. So I was like, I'll check this out finally. And, um, I've already kind of forgotten it because, uh, <laughs> It's uh it's like the same movie. Uh it it uh yeah, it didn't really feel like it touched new ground. It just brought everyone back and I, I'm sure that was a uh fun for everybody and uh was unimpressed by the uh reveal of the killer. <laughs> so um <laughs> then I w- watched the first one and I put myself back into nineteen ninety six and that made sense and I was like, Oh, this is you know, innovative oh, for its time and I um, mean I think the first one's a stone cold classic. I thought the kills and everything were sort of unremarkable and I think it drags a lot. But, uh, again, like I, I just kind of put myself back to that time. I was, you know, I appreciated what he was trying to do with the whole, um, you know, addressing genre tropes and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, two's, uh, two's all right. Uh, again, it's the same thing, but yeah, the, the <laughs> finale, Mom. the, yeah. And he's confusing, and uh, a lot of the stuff I just talked about in Scream 6 happens where people, you know, don't pick up weapons when they drop them and all that stuff. And yeah. Uh, and then Scream 3 was the first one I ever watched, actually. Um, was so it really? <laughs> yeah. In the theater with, I think, you guys uh, when it came out. And I'd, for- I'd forgotten most of it by then. But I actually, uh, I think collectively, I've heard. That's everyone's most hated one, but it's the mm-hmm. only one where like they actually don't do two killers. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like it's innovative in the fact that it has one killer, but again, it's like you invented this uh sort of related uh stepchild uh to like it just made this story like needlessly convoluted just to like squeeze. It just felt like you're squeezing another scream out. Um, it does have Jay and Silent Bob in it though, so <laughs> yeah, it's also like a like a Miramax uh, buffet. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, well, I, I guess I didn't rewatch five cause I, like I just saw it last year. So didn't need to see it again. Um, I also watched King Kong, the original. Nice. nice. Um, and parts of that movie are, did not age. Well, I tried to like, I bought it like 20 years ago on DVD and watched it and fell asleep and uh <laughs> said I'd get back to it. I was like, oh, uh, Esquire Late Nights, that's the perfect time for me to like just sit there and not get distracted. I can watch it in the theater. And uh 
I did pass out <laughs> right before they bring the monkey back to New York. Um, but yeah, that whole plot with like the, like the captain who doesn't like women, um, but still gets the girl. It's like, Oh God, please stop talking. <laughs> You're awful. You're an awful person. Um, yeah. And then obviously the treatment of the, uh, the Island population. <laughs> um, Yeah. But the stop motion is incredible for its time. Yeah. Uh, on the big screen, uh, you know, it's not just uh, Kong's animation, but also like when they have the, the little people he's carrying or eating. Yeah. Um, like that's animated pretty well. Like it, you know, it, I mean, it's a little wonky, but it, it holds up on a big screen. Uh, yeah. I mean, well. the dinosaurs are cool and the fights are cool. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies, but. Oh, I- yeah. I put on Letterboxd, uh, bro showed up and like discovered two dinosaurs. He was like, meh, I want the monkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, if, I was, if I was expecting like a giant monkey and I showed up and I'm like, holy shit, there's dinosaurs here. Like, I need to get two of these back stat. <laughs> We're going to make so much money. Like, definitely John Hammond energy right there. Um, just real quickly, do you. You seem to not like those kind of old movies, though. Like, you're not a fan of really early Hollywood. I, like, I, I, I'm not, like, not a fan. Like I said, like, I, I went to see it. Like, I wanted to try to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, I was like, uh, like, there's parts of this I just don't like. And I, like, I tried to go watch Lawrence of Arabia tonight, but I couldn't because it's sick. But, um, yeah, you got to buckle in for that one. That one's four hours long. I appreciate their place and time, but I feel like there's like so much reverence for it that keeps us from enjoying new stuff. If that makes sense. Mm, sure. Um, and I feel like, you know, those movies had their time and it's great that you can still like enjoy them, but like people revere them so much that they ignore the new stuff. And like, we really need people to start appreciating the new stuff so we can get new stuff. Like if we just appreciate the old stuff, people are just re- going to be making the old stuff and we're going to not get anything new. And then people are complaining that all the new stuff is just remix of the old stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a whole episode about <laughs> your dislike of Golden Age Hollywood. I don't dislike it. I just like I. I just I'm like over <laughs> it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a dislike. <laughs> I, no, I'm just like disinterested. You know, it's just <laughs> it's fine. Like they did good stuff and some stuff that hasn't aged well, but it's also like I I want to celebrate and lift up the new things that aren't getting the attention because people are focused on the old stuff too much. Anyway, I mean, this is like a huge discussion for something else. Um, yeah. Instead, I want to talk about 65. Oh, you know what? I'll skyway into that. Cause I t- saw it took Kellen to see it. <laughs> okay. Before we do that, I'm just going to say, I also saw Puss in Boots and that was great. Yeah. It's, the animation in Puss in Boots is incredible. Yeah. And I thought the story was really good too. Like I yeah, appreciate a story fun. where they tell the hero that he's not, <laughs> not hot shit and needs to get over himself. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, <laughs> good stuff. yeah, 65. So I, I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, I mean, it's nothing uh, earth shattering, but I thought the him showing up on a planet Earth 65 million years ago um, was a cool premise. And, you know, dinosaurs. Yeah, it's not really spoilers because it's the very first thing in the movie, but um, they're not humans. They're this human-like race from another world and yeah they end up on this uh on earth through uh uh 
devastating means, I guess. Um, but yeah, like for, I thought like the dinosaur, the creatures, and everything were like way scarier than any of the past Jurassic World movies. Oh yeah, for sure. I think there was this great sense of dread throughout the film, and that it was only ninety minutes long. It was always moving forward. Yeah, um, it was brutal because it was almost like Adam Driver stepped in a bear trap like every ten seconds. <laughs> like yeah. Like first you're fighting off dinosaurs and then you're fighting off like insects that are working their way into your body. And like you have the weather and the landscape and the like day and night. And it's like, oh, how much more shit can these two go through? Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, it, I, it was more fun than I, I mean, I saw the trailers. I thought it looked fun. Helen loves dinosaurs and, um, the Jurassic World and the Jurassic Park movies. He's eight years old. He's a boy. So I said, ah, he can handle this movie. And I, when we were in the theater, he was watching and he liked it. And then the, uh, the salamander dinosaurs, I don't know what kind of dinosaurs they are, um, show up and started attacking Adam Driver and the little girl. And he was covering his eyes and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad dad. <laughs> this might be a little more intense than what he's used to. Um, but then he ended up getting really into it, you know, when the two T-Rexes or whatever kind of dinosaurs they were at the end show up. Um, but yeah, I, I, like, I have a lot of fun with it. I don't, I mean, it's nothing earth shattering or, you know, will change the landscape of cinema, but it was a fun movie. Yeah. The story's really simple. Um, Adam Driver's doing these, like, uh, freight missions so he can make some money so he can get uh his daughter treatment for whatever her illness is and uh um when he crashes he finds well i guess the, or he was transporting people with the freight or whatever and like what the only survivor is that one girl um and so yeah. he's like and she doesn't speak his language so um they have to find a way to like understand each other and bond and uh there's like a yeah, and he... secret thing with him that you find out later and he lies to her, you know, about why they're going to the escape pod, which. Yeah, just to get um, her to go. Yeah. And uh, I do like the line at the beginning with his daughter where she says, you're going because of me. And he says, no, I'm going for you. And yeah. I thought that was great. Um, and, you know, Adam Driver has this like really cool commanding presence when he's on screen. You know, I just rewatched uh the fourth awakens and he's really good in that movie i do kind of like to think of this movie as the uh jedi training that he had to endure that pissed him <laughs> off and turned him to the dark side <laughs> love it yeah because it makes sense i mean i won't spoil why <laughs> he could turn to the dark side but i can see it yeah the whole way i just kept thinking like out I, I just got into his head of being like i Get me off this fucking planet. <laughs> I'm so tired of this shit. Cause yeah, it's just a relentless just moment yeah, after moment, not. just dealing with danger. But I think that helps the film. It helps propel it along. Um, where there's no, you know, constant, yeah. you know, exposition. Yes. All you need to know is he needs to get off the planet and help this little girl. Yeah. Um, the- Nothing else you really can do. Like, you got no one else to talk to and, like, have scenes of conversations with. And you, the, the person that is there, you can't talk to that that much. And, um, yeah, there's no civilization, civilization to interact with. So, yeah, it's just all about getting to that escape pod. 
Yeah, and there's like little cute moments too where she offers him a flower and he says, no, that's a flower. That's a flower. I don't want that. And then the next scene he's walking and it's behind his ear. So, you know, there's cute little moments in the film too. What else you got? Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I've been watching a bunch of random stuff. I watched Wayne's World and Patriot Games yesterday. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I don't, do you ever look at your movies and go, oh, I haven't seen that in a while. And then I watch it. And then I was putting back Wayne's World. I said, oh, man, I haven't seen Patriot Games in forever. In fact, I upgraded to the 4K on Black Friday um, because uh, on Amazon it was, I think, $4. So I was like, man, I haven't seen this one in a while. And that's still a really cool movie. Actually, uh, the Air Force One 4K came out last week, so I watched that. And then Patriot Games came across my streaming thing, but it was locked um, because it's like tied to Showtime or something. So I almost Mm. watched it. Yeah. Oh man, I should get. Is the is the 4K worth the upgrade? Uh, I I I think only in like visual quality because it has like no extra bonus features. Um, see, it, sometimes I like that. So, um, so Patriot Games on in, on 4K looks just like uh, a film. Uh, I know it sounds silly, but it looks like film, but with more detail. Yeah, because so, they didn't like wash out the grain. Exactly. I I love that they're doing that now. I mean, it looks it looks like a late or an early '90s movie. Yeah, I think uh, I can't remember. Um, I think there was something I did notice in the background I didn't see before. But I can't remember what it is right now. But it, but I, like, it's, yeah, it's cool that they're doing that. You know. Yeah, like preserving it as it should be. I mean, because it's... you and I know when Blu-rays first came out, they added that like glossy sheen over everything and. So they could look more modern to yeah. people buying them. But yeah, given this is probably the last last physical media cycle, um, they should definitely just only put the movies on there as they, you know, without any extra yeah. enhancements, you know, just they don't need them. I, yeah. I want to see them, how they look, <laughs> you know, just preserve them as, yeah, as they were intended, you know? Well, I did, uh, I forgot to share it, but, you know, Bob Iger took over Disney again, and they're doing a recommitment to physical media. I saw that. Um, that's great. It, I hope, yeah, I they the- um, they're loaning out uh, some of their catalog stuff to Kino Lorber, stuff like you know the Apple Dumpling Gang, and basically their live action films, which I think is great because um, you know they're never gonna unless another Criterion. But I also read that that the Wally is a one off. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I know a bummer. Um, I think Toy Story but, should totally be in that. I know, but if Disney recommits to physical media, then hopefully we will see, you know, Wally quality 4Ks come out. Um, I, I need them because uh, I didn't upgrade all my Disney stuff to Blu ray. I, I left it on DVD for the most part. Like they brought oh, up the, like, the like, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and all that. Like those came out on 4K and I got them, but. You know, there's stuff like Fox and the Hound and yeah. Oliver and Company, you know, Aristocrats. I mean, and they, I, mean I, I actually believe them because I don't like how they're releasing them, but I got um, these, well, now it's about 16 Mickey Mouse shorts on Blu-ray. And already, I mean, because I'm a Disney movie club person, um, their, their volume two is coming out like in a month on the Disney club and then everywhere in June. Um 
I mean, it's only 10, but at least they're putting them out. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So I I think that uh, it's, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know how much better they can make films look. So did you get that uh, 4k Cinderella from the club? Uh, No, no. Cause I, 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 the only reason I, so the reason I didn't on that is because it's coming out in a wide release in a month or two. And I'm hoping there's going to be a steel book for it. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Hopefully it's not um, the hundred anniversary silver yeah, book. It, so those steel books, like the art in them is really cool, but it's too small. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of space I, wasted for just silver. You know, the only one I've seen in the wild is in Kanto. And like, I love the character in the middle. Cause it's like this, uh, kind of colored pencil pastel look, but it's only, I don't know two inches tall i know like this should just be the whole cover i know i know i i mean that's i love i have those when disney re-released the steelbooks on 4k um like i love the toy story and the good dinosaur ones and um i guess it's just the pixar stuff but those are really cool looking yeah i wish they did that for all of them so i know i keep on hoping pinocchio will be on a 4k disc soon Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. This week for Brad Around Town, the late night at the Esquire is the usual end of the month room and Rocky Horror Picture Show, the room on Friday, Rocky Horror on Saturday night. Um, so check that out again if you'd like. But uh, the following week is uh, going to be Clue, which I'm super excited to see again. I haven't watched in the theater in a while. Um, so that'll be friday march 31st and april 1st so yeah that's what's going on around town anywho uh next week is shazam fury of the gods yeah um which looks really fun and i was told by the director not to watch the final trailer because i guess it spoils the cameo in it oh i haven't seen it so um i I didn't know that was a thing so yeah i'm not gonna watch anything either yeah, so he put out a tweet about it. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I only have to wait two more days. I'll try to see it on Thursday. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot him. A real nerd can follow the plot. And a real nerd will give it all the gods. Lights, camera, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.